When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Right, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And today we've got a real catch-22 question to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Everton 22, ATV earning nil. We've got myself, Dave Prentice, Adam Jones, Tony Scott and Gavin Buckland to discuss whether Everton's victory in Austria was a worthwhile exercise or a complete waste of time. Lots of other things to talk about as well, but we'll kick off with uh, Emerson's first pre-season friendly, Marco Silva's first, I say competitive match, I use, I use the phrase loosely, uh, but you know, game as Everton manager. Tony, was it a worthwhile exercise or would they be better off having a training session? Personally, I think they would have been better playing the 11 against the 11 again amongst themselves. Yeah. The first team against the second team, they would have got something out of that. Yeah. I think the team that they played, they was nothing short of embarrassing. And I switched off after when I went to four and five. It was just, oh, hang on, this is getting beyond a joke. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be happening when goalies are turning the backs and players are just giving up. In a pre-season friendly, you'd expect a bit of competitiveness. It wasn't there. And if that team, uh, uh, were the amateur team or what were they playing over the fifth? I'm going to play devil's advocate here and try and uh, justify it a little because they're, they're a fifth-tier Austrian yeah. team, uh, which I think if you're looking at the uh, the league you know, structure in this country, is very similar to the Chester side that Liverpool played and beat 7-0. Mm-hmm. Everson have played a team from that tier of football before in 2002 when uh, David Moyes took a squad to Austria, same part of the world, and uh, Wayne Rooney, very, very young player back then, beat a team called SC Vice 10-2. And, you know, OK, it was a comfortable win that night, but nothing like the game at the weekend. And I think what possibly contributed to the game is the fact that, OK, they're not a great side. But equally, I think Marco Silva is in the dugouts. It's his first match as Everton manager. No player was going through the motions. They all mm. wanted to impress the new manager. So whereas back in 2002, the manager took the foot off the pedal with 20 minutes to go and just, like, coasted a little bit. On this occasion, that wasn't happening. Nobody wanted to be seen to be going through the motions in front of a new manager. So, unfortunately, Erdning were on the receiving end. And, all right, you know, it, it was a, an embarrassing stroll. But it's not going to do the players' confidence any harm. Mm. And I always remember Howard Kendall used to do this routinely pre-season. He'd always pick one fixture, uh, maybe not against a team quite as lowly as that, but a team where you know Everton would score a few goals. And he'd do it to try and ensure that um, strikers got a bit of confidence going into the season. I remember one in Jersey uh, in 97-98 where you know he organised it purely to hopefully score a few goals. Occasionally it backfired and they didn't. <laughs> but you know that was the thinking behind it. I know that wasn't the thinking yeah. behind this one, but. No harm in it, surely. I think the worry is is that if you're playing someone as low as that, then there's a chance of you'll have a clogger at the back who's just going to wipe out Seamus Coleman and he's out for the first three games of the season. That's the worry when you're playing teams that average. What did you think of that team, Gav? Everton or uh, the (laughs) the, the opposition? Fortunately, I uh, I didn't see the game. Um, 
I can, you missed I, history. Yeah, yeah, I missed yeah. history. Yeah. I saw the new <laughs> ferry game England in 1880. Were you watching England Belgium? Yeah. Was yeah. you, Gav? I saw the new ferry game in the 1880s. Yeah. That was enough. And that old. <laughs> but, but I think um, it goes back to what Phil, you know, when last week, last week, yeah. pod, Phil asked the question is what do you want to see from the first game? Sure. You know, what, what do you think yeah. about the way it's set up and stuff like that? And um, said, I oh, would like to see, you know, but Marco, I hate that phrase, philosophy. You picked me Don't up on it. Like, say that way, Gav. I'm just wondering in a 22 0 win. As a manager, did you learn anything? Learn anything that couldn't have been got from either, like as you say, an eleven against eleven internally, or I get better standard of uh, opposition. Because how many games we got pre-season? Is it five? It's or only six? only six. six and yeah. Two of them are in the space of twenty-four. Yeah, hours. so yeah, so they'll yeah. be sort of, yeah. you know, a bit artificial. So you, if you're silver, you haven't really got that many games to look at. I, I, a, a big squad as well, as you said. So I. I I would prefer stronger opponents. It reminds me of it. In the early 70s, when Nottingham Forest was struggling, the other manager was called Matt Gailey, yes. uh, trying to remember. And he, he, uh, they were really struggling, so he turned around to him and says, Right, lads, uh, we're really struggling for confidence. We're going to arrange a friendly, but we're not going to play anybody. So we had all the 11, <laughs> had all the 11 players, including the goal, kicking into one goal with no opposition. To get them to try like instill a bit of confidence to get the ball in the net. And that is a true story. And, and I thought of that when they had the score on, uh, on, on, on uh, oh, Saturday, you know, 22 0. I, I get like the everybody's got to show out for, for Marco type stuff, but in the context of maybe having only four competitive games yeah. pre-season under a new manager with lots of players, I would have liked to have seen something a bit more competitive. What do you make of it, Adam? Were you in agreement that you know it was a worthwhile exercise, or you know I can see you looking a bit dubious? Like, I, I, I just yeah. thought I just thought it was hilarious. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, I it just got to the point where you know we were like eight nil up after like half an hour, and I was just like, oh well, this is. This is just funny now. The game's won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even a Martinez. Me and Joe Rimmer were live blogging it yeah. at the weekend. Sore fingers there. Oh, there were so many times when I was typing out an update for the blog and Joe would go to me, oh, score the game. I just literally couldn't keep up with it. I've never live blog a game like that well, in my life. Can we just point will. out as well, there was massive interest in it nationally yeah. because, you know, we obviously get, you know, audience figures for uh, the blogs that we do. Yeah. And, you know, uh, an Everton, a Premier League match day blog will do well to be getting near a thousand, say, yeah. you know, on air any one time. There were over 4,000 uh, on so, that blog. Yeah, and, you know, there was massive interest in yeah. it. So, okay, we mock and we laugh at what happened, but people wanted to read about <laughs> it. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, Everton had had a training session earlier that morning. Like, they'd done, like, a full training session. That and was then, the second one. And then went on and played... I just thought it was a bit quite a nice way to round off that trip really isn't it sure. like in a nice little morale booster it's like it's it, not even just a morale booster for the player it's one for the fans as well really some like, fans has actually travel over there oh, as well like, but, yeah. like even even fans watching like yeah. just you, you can have a laugh about Everton yeah, again yeah. really isn't it it's like I think that was an, a nice yeah. way, a nice way to get all the fans together behind, behind like one just absolutely stupid result. Like nobody should be taking that game seriously, and I don't, I don't think many of us did. To be fair, no, like, no, let's not get too hung up about it. I mean, we actually said last week, well, you know, when Phil asked us, you know, will we be, you know, drawing any conclusions from that first game? <laughs> and that was before we realised how weak the opposition were going to be. And we said, yeah, of course we will, you know, because you know you analyse everything to the nth degree in football now, and there were one or two, you know. 
instances during the game that we can probably look at. And, you know, we've got Tony Scott in the room here, so yeah. we can't <laughs> ignore the fact that Ken Morales scored five goals <laughs> in the space of 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, without using that as a, as a you know a hook to hang it on, yeah. Marco Silva has actually said that every player is starting with a clean slate, and you know he wants to see what they can do and to prove whether they've got a future or not. Kim Morales has come back, you know, he's played in the first preseason friendly. Has he got a future? You know, have we closed the door on him now for good? Um, You've got to think you've closed the door on him now. He signed a new honest. deal only a year ago. Yeah, but that was before his. That was even, three even managers. His, yeah, even his loan yeah. move to. Olympiacos, which was meant to be his big, you know, yeah. big home. Like he, he had a massive homecoming, didn't he? Like yeah. all the fans were like setting off flares, like crowded out his car when he was leaving the airport, and and then he got sent home early because yeah. he, he wasn't playing well enough. Sure. Like if he's not good enough for Olympiacos, like, is he is he really going to be good enough for us? Like he's there's obviously a talented player in there, but so many managers have now yeah. tried to get that player out. I just don't think he can ever do it consistently enough for Everton. I think it's time to cash in and move on. If Mo- anybody cares to counter that. <laughs> no, if Moyes <laughs> and Martinez and Koeman and Unsworth and Allardyce, they all can't get a tune out of him, what makes Marco Silva the man to get a tune out of him? Because this lad has got, as I just touched on, lots of ability, but refuses to use it time and time again. He'll use it, flash, yeah. flash in a cup game, put one in the top corner, everyone's off the seat singing his name. Next minute, he'll get his head down, rob a penalty off Leighton Baines. Next minute, crowd's on his back and he'll go wondering and not touch the ball again for another three weeks. He's that type of player that you wouldn't want anywhere near the dressing room because he just looks to me as if he's a bad influence. He's not one that you'd want kids to look upon as well if you've got a couple of youngsters in the team. You want to inspire to be him. You want to be looking at him going, do you know what, he's a first-team player. He's not anything that you want to become a Premier League footballer. So, for me, you can come on and score 10 goals against the pub team. I'm not really interested. Yeah. It's what he's what, what he's going to do this season, Premier League football for Everton. And he's not going to do it. And the reason's being because he's never done it before. Or not done it for a few years. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll draw a line under Kevin for now. I suspect we may be returning to the subject in the, in the <laughs> yeah, future. You know what? Every, but... if you said, that being said... Got a quid for every time I've been said in the pot. It's not a line under Morales. Yeah, we'll return to him soon. All right, well, that was a player that you know came on and scored yeah. five goals. There was one player that didn't score any goals, uh, Sandro Ramirez, who started the match. And uh, Phil Kirkbride, our reporter who was out in Austria, said he looked quite bright, he looked okay, he looked lively, but didn't score. Um, is there a possibility Sandro could figure in Marco Silva's thinking going yeah, into the new season? I would say so. Um, at £120,000 a week it's going to be tough to move on so yeah. I think he could be one of the players who perhaps will remain I'm just thinking maybe Silver's style of play of high tempo further up the pitch mm. may may suit him a little bit more uh, and I think I think I'd like I'd like to see him given an opportunity in Marco's setup. Um certainly if he's not going to move on but we don't want to, him as just like not being used and sort of training with the under 23s it's a bit of a strange one and he's had a year now hasn't he I know he's not been playing to try and adapt to English football so he may never do it but maybe working with the new manager he can perhaps give him a bit more insight I think uh, I think maybe we may get something out of him this year uh, hopefully we do uh, but I'd like to see him given the opportunity I, I look at him and he you, he's just sort of play that you want to see do well because he fits the bill. He'll run, he'll run all day for you. His attitude's not never been in question. 
it's just that he just doesn't look like a Premier League footballer. It's physicality in his yeah, show again. Yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, like and he come with a good yeah. reputation, didn't he? Diego Simeone wants yeah, yeah. him at Atletico Madrid, doing well with the Spanish under-23s, but obviously played for Barcelona. So he come with a good rep, and I don't know, he just doesn't look like he, he's comfortable with Premier League football. And would you yeah. hold your hat on to him to become no, a force no, I'm, in the Premier League next season? No, I'm just to add to you, but... I'd, I'd like to see him given the opportunity, given the money that we've. But is, is he going to prove anything that he didn't last season when I'd, he was given the opportunity? That's where I'm hoping, like twelve months' experience, maybe working with Silver, maybe will help him sort of you know uplift his performances. The one thing I would say, both of them, this go to your point is, Spain for such a great footballer nation and produce great players and great teams and, and so on. There's not actually there's a lot of players who've come from Spain to the Premier League and really not done a done a lot, you know what I mean? I've struggled with that with yeah. that that type of physicality, as you say, so and and I think um, he's not alone in that. And um, that 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 remains an issue. I just like to see him given an opportunity at, at the money that's been put out for him so far. I think for me it's a, it's a bit more difficult to judge his performance necessarily against uh, Erdning because he did he did look decent. In the, in that first half when he played, didn't get on the score sheet, but it, I, I felt like his confidence was shot a bit. There were a couple of times. There was one particular time when he got played in behind, and uh, he was essentially one on one with the keeper and didn't. He chose not to shoot. He chose to pass it to Tosin instead, who finished it. But it was it ends up yeah. being called offside. But like that stuck out to me. Like any any striker in that position, like if it's switch better, it round, yeah. Tosin's Tosin shooting there, like, Nyata shooting there, Calvert Lewin yeah. shooting there, like. I felt like he was. There was certain times that he was just trying that little bit too hard, and that's probably why it didn't really come off for him. Like maybe against better opposition, I think we can maybe judge him a little bit better. He was playing on the wing as well. To yeah, be yeah. fair to him, like if you're if you're lacking confidence, and as as just touched on there, and if you're not willing to have a go at goal against the Sunday League outfits, then I'm sorry. When it comes to against quality opposition, you're gonna you're gonna fluff it even more, aren't you? But I'm looking. Listen, there's a chance against Berry, isn't he, to obviously prove us all wrong. He, he will get an opportunity because, as you said, there's Berry on Wednesday, and then there's those games on Saturday and Sunday. You know, both in the space of uh, 24 hours. And the squads, despite the fact that we're told the squad's massive and they need to prune it, it'll be needed this weekend. You know, because they'll have to play a different eleven. You know, so in each game, you, you would imagine. We, we so, keep you know. getting told that the wage bill needs to get cut down as well, yeah. and you you just can't ignore it. The size of his wage Wages and yeah. for the for the yeah. output that we're getting back for that, it's that's that's I think that's the biggest deficit that we've got yeah. in the squad. And surely he's being targeted as someone that we can ship it's out because like, yeah. he's, he's st- still probably got a decent reputation in Spain. We could, probably, so, we could yeah. probably get our money back yeah. for him. But 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 Prano said at the start, didn't he? Cat twenty two. That's the cat twenty two, isn't it? With Sanzo is that actually the big big wage bill you want to get off the club but it's actually too big for anybody else mm. to uh, take on board especially in the markets where you think you might you know maybe more suited like Spain or or somewhere on the continent so classes in the same uh, same well there's a lot of players there because you know? we used what 22 23 players there on the weekend and we had like a class and Calvert Lewin Balassi Walcott all injured and that's a big squad Oh, it's, it's a, a yeah. huge squad yeah. for no European football this yeah, season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've let three go. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another seven go. Otherwise you'll just have these amounts of players sitting on the sidelines yeah. and presumably they're just not going to get the chances that they 
that they're going to need, really. Yeah. Well, if we can throw another uh, name in who was involved at the weekend and obviously wasn't you know, brought into the club. He's been there since he was a very young boy. Uh, Kieran Dowell, who um, gave an interesting interview to the official club website this week where he spoke about uh, his experience at Nottingham Forest and how it had changed him as a footballer. Um, playing football that really mattered and I'm not saying under 23 football doesn't matter but when you're playing championship yeah. football mm-hmm. and there are points at stake you know it, uh, the stakes are raised quite significantly he said it had changed him uh, you know he was altogether more disciplined as a result Forest fans love him you know he had a great season there and you know he created a fair number of goals in that match at the weekend um, he's a player I'd like to see do well you know I love the way he looks on the yeah. ball he, you know that, that left foot is very reminiscent of Kevin Sheedy um, do we think there's a, an opening for him this season? Do, can, can we see him forcing his way past what is a, quite a congested uh, midfield? I'd like to see him given the opportunity. Um, I'm always a bit. I always think, how old is he now? Is he 21? Oh, 20, 20, 21, yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes if you're not that age and you're not made, really made it into the first team, you know, like Tom Davis, for example, then there's, there's but probably. Barkley was a slow burner. Yeah. Uh, but I was just about yeah. to say, I was yeah. just about to say then that the one comparison I'd make is with Barkley. Okay, yeah. it was a bit more of a injury related yeah, yeah. than yeah. an you know, individually talented, mm-hmm. was obviously stood out. But in terms of his, his career path at the moment, is quite s- similar to Ross before, ironically enough, Martinez took over. Yeah. You probably spoke about Martinez mm. last week, didn't we? Like Martinez could possibly have got like Ross's three best years in his career, yeah. mm. and uh, having been on loan and then coming back to the club when there's been a new manager, and hopefully there's a precedent there for Kieran Dow to sort of um, you know learn from that, and maybe it may, it may happen for him. Again, it's somebody I'd like to see given an opportunity, but you know. If you play for, if you're not really knocking on the first team, not good enough, then it, it, it goes he tailed off towards the end of last he season. Did, don't forget did. for Nottingham uh, Forest. It's, it's where he fits into the team as well, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, because you know. you're gonna have a lot of players ahead of yeah. him: Luckman, Balassi, Walcott. Even yeah. you got Sigurdsson. There's a lot of creativity yeah. there just behind him. Yeah. Is he good enough to push them out the first team? I, I think what, what was interesting for me is that the only person who didn't get taken off at half time at the yeah. weekend was Kieran Dow. He was taking all the set pieces. He, I think he stayed on until like the 65th minute, something like that. That, sh- that shows to me that Marco Silva surely wants to have a bit more of a look at him. Yeah, he, I understand I, I that. Th- I, think may- I think maybe he probably, he probably got as much game time as he did because Sigurdsson's obviously not with the yeah. squad yet after the World Cup. But I, th- I think it, it, it surely shows that Silva just... just See, you, he sees a player there. Gilfie's yeah. asking him with Sharks at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think... Dowell's got the presence and the physicality to play in the Premier League. Uh, before last season, I would have said no. Uh, but, you know, clearly this, his experience in the Championship has benefited him enormously. He did it at that level. Uh, he knocked Arsenal out of the FA Cup. He was involved in that. Uh, I think he has improved that part of his game enormously. Um, I love his eye for goal. Uh, I love his ability to pick a pass. My, my concern is where you put him into that you know, uh, team because, again, you know the names you just mentioned. Uh, mm. Sigurdsson's got to play number ten, and you know he, he's about one of the best in the Premier League in that position. The wide positions, well, Walcott is going to play wide right, wide left. Is it going to be Luckman? You know, is it going to be Balassi? I don't know, but you know, or the little plays we're linked with Zahar or, or Lozano, yeah, yeah. Lozano, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. But, you know, so again, where does he then fit in? You know, so it's it's going to be on the bench, isn't it, with a view to possibly coming on influence yeah. and things. Yeah. That's the concern. So now. I, I well, then you've got to wonder whether the loan move might be best for him again. Yeah. But then you, it's where you draw the line then of where yeah. exactly. a, lo- a loan move is, is key or like 
sure. you, you have got to draw the line soon. I think where, if you see is, if he's not going to make it, then he's not going to make it. Yeah, I think it, it, as Gav touched on there, you've seen if given the opportunity, he's been given the opportunity in training. Like Tom Davis is obviously standing out a lot more in training, so that's why Tom Davis has been given the opportunity. I think if you'd if you'd have looked at it a couple of years ago, like Davis and Dal came through essentially around about the same, same time, time, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And if you'd have asked people then which one of them would be in the, a regular in the first team now, bet everyone would have said Dal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. players do surprise you. And Davis is younger, mm. isn't he? He's, uh, yeah, yeah, and there was a bit of hype on him. He played a couple of games didn't he, at the end of the yeah. Was it Martinez's mm. last season? Mm. Um, yeah. Unsworth played in against Norwich. Played yeah. against yeah. Bournemouth yeah. for three yeah. minutes and then yeah. started against Norwich yeah, in yeah. the game that everyone thought he would be like the breakthrough player. Mm. In the event, it was Tom Davis that caught the eye. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, go on. We sat around this table this time last week and uh, Phil asked the question, you know, were we concerned uh, about the lack of you know, incomings in the transfer market? <laughs> and I think, Scotty, you were getting a little bit, you know, <laughs> apprehensive, should we say, rather than concerned. I was completely chilled and laid back, as was Gavin. Adam, how do you feel? Are you uh, yeah. concerned at the lack of activity? Do you yeah. think? No. I'm, all, I'm all right. Like, Three weeks for Adi. Yeah, but just because we haven't made any signings yet doesn't mean there's not work going on behind the scenes. Well, we've had a lot of time since Silver and Brands have been brought in. Okay. And obviously, before Silver's known he's had the Everton job for a long while. He's been watching Everton matches for long periods of time. Same as Brands. So... It's not just since the players have come into training. You've had a lengthy period of time to sort this out. Three weeks on Friday, transfer window shut. Do we look as if we are ready to play Premier League football against Wolves on that day? But For me, no. The, the, problem, the problem is, I, I think the World Cup's playing a massive factor. So why is it stopping a 17 other team, not stopping 17 other teams from making signings? Because they haven't signed the likes of... Having Lozano or Yeri Mina, who we've been linked with, but they've all signed players to book their squads up. We need a left back desperately. Yeah, see for argument's sake, of heaven forbid, it doesn't happen. Leighton Baines gets injured against Berry. What do we go with two weeks later against Wolves? Cucumber. Well, 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 no, at the minute, it's Anthony Robinson, isn't it? Yeah. So that's that's yeah. my point. That's what I'm saying. You can't afford to be doing this. You can't afford to be messing about going. But, oh, it's four but, weeks to go. It's three weeks to go. Well, before summer, you know it, last summer we got them all in early, and that how, how badly did that affect us? Well, that was just a, that was the accumulation of the players. Exactly. One chance that's, to say that, that's my the point. players that we need. But the we play, need a left back. It's the quality of the player that matters, not the timing of getting. Of course, in. but my point is, is that if they've had all this time to identify a Kieran Tierney or a, 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 a Dinier from Barcelona, all these left backs, surely to God there's one. But the transfer window ends before the season starts anyway, so. We're going to get someone in before the season starts. I hope you're right, Adam. <laughs> I am lost <laughs> at this moment just in time. We're getting closer, abuse, just because know. we're getting closer to the deadline doesn't mean we're not now not going to get anyone I'm not in. saying it isn't, but yeah. surely you must be concerned with three weeks to go. So let's say, let's say we got four signings in like in the first two weeks of the summer. Would you now want more signings? Like, no, we, I'd we, be happy. We, we'd have now gone like four to five weeks without signing I'd be happy because we've got players where we've got problems. We've got huge problems at left-back. You can't be going in to the season like we did last year. Okay, two things I'd say. I think in comparison to other clubs, you know, we've got a new manager, a new director of football, so that so that means things are going to be obviously a little bit slower. Chelsea just just bought a player for fifty million. On the surface, just not work with their old manager. Yeah, exactly. So the first thing, and I think the second thing is, is the thing what Plano said, isn't it? Is Silver has said clean slate for everybody. He wants to see how 
good they are or whether they're up yeah, to yeah. it. So I think, I think, and, and I, I'm supportive of this as long as it does bear fruition, is to give himself as long as enough time in pre-season to have a look at the players and see whether, you know, see who you want to keep and who you want to get rid of. That's why I thought Saturday's game should have been a lot more could have been a lot more beneficial. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a case of just seeing assessing the squad at the moment, and then a week or two before the deadline day, and is then making the then then making the moves. Once once you know the areas that you need to to um, to to, to surely he's, he's been identifying now. The players have been back three weeks. Yeah, but this thing about like wanting to, to assess how good your squad is, and I think maybe you want to have another look at a couple more games with them and work a little bit longer. Um, that's just, that's so for you thing. next week, saying exactly the same thing, you wouldn't be concerned. Same time next week. Well, that's seven days on. I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. ask the same question this you time next week. Last week. We'll see how people feel. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you, you Everton are always doing like business in the window. Sc- Scotty's yeah. been a born warrior always. So <laughs> let's uh, let's give him something else to worry about. Uh, <laughs> before we came into this room, barely half an hour ago, um, we were, we heard the news that Liverpool had bid a world record transfer fee of 62 million quid uh, for Roma goalkeeper Allison. Now, if Roma's goalkeeper Allison is worth 62 million, what does that make Everton's business for Jordan Pickford last summer? Half that sum of money for a goalkeeper who, for me, was one of the standout performers at this uh, World Cup tournament. Okay, the Golden Glove went to Thibaut Courtois. You could certainly mount a convincing argument how, that Jordan Pickford deserved to win it. It's, it's an, like it's an FA, FA technical it? study group yeah. uh, sits down and deliberates. And I think Hugo Lloris was the favourite until he kicked one in in the uh, World <laughs> Cup final. Yeah. Pickford had a great third and fourth place playoff, made a blinding save in that game. So, yeah. you know, you could argue that, you know, he, his tournament all the way through was strong. Mm. But, you know, Everson's business last summer, you know, clearly has been, you know, underlined how good that was. You know, so what a good tournament he's had. Do we feel happy now that we've got, you know, one of the best goalkeepers in Europe? Absolutely. In yeah. the world, Prano, in the world. Yeah. Well, it's easy Shona? to laugh at, but yeah, Shona? I mean, I think, um, and interesting to see another year. Interesting, assuming he stays there, but I don't want to talk about moving on or people moving it for him. It'd be interesting to see. His reaction to the World Cup because yeah. some some players react in different ways, don't they? To to sort of like a claim and a bit of uh, up you know, their own backside, Gav. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, is sometimes it, it does it, it does affect you, and and especially being relatively young as well. So I I I, I think it will be interesting to see how he develops in the cu- current year on the back of this uh, this World Cup. That goalkeepers. Don't reach their peak until whatever it is, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. So he's still very much on the learning curve, and I think it's a big test of character of him this season. Not just playing behind our defence, <laughs> but you know what I mean in that light. Yeah. You know, no, there's, I agree. there's plenty of players before have had good World Cups and come back and really struggled mm. the following year for many different reasons. I think he looks and grounded, think, though, generally. Yeah, level he does. Yeah, yeah, and he's done the hard yards in the lower leagues, yeah. everybody else has said. So, he, you know, that's character forming in itself. I'd just like to see how he reacts in this season. In, in in a in in playing for Everton to to the scrutiny and plaudits he's had in the world. Well, I think it's interesting. Like th- I think throughout his Everton career, I think I've said before on the podcast, he's had to like deal with criticism. Like first of his transfer fee, and then like over the World Cup, he had that stuff about his height, didn't he? Hmm. So this is this is going to be the first time where he's going to have to deal with a lot of praise. And I, and I, th- I think you're right. It will it will be interesting to see how well he deals with it. But I can only see it going well. 
I can't, yeah, I can't see him reacting badly to No, his, his profile has soared. I mean, he got a full page in Marker recently. Uh, Oliver Kahn was speaking about him this morning, and uh, positively as well. He said uh, his height is a complete you know, irrelevance. He says you know, he's a great goalkeeper. And he also thinks that England aren't using him correctly. He says he's so good with the ball at his feet, England should be using him more to try and you know, bring mm-hmm. you know, defenders in. Graham Souness was interesting in the Sunday Times this weekend where he blamed uh, England's defenders for letting him down. He says uh, at the, against Croatia, he kicked the ball 47 times and of that 47, only 22 found the target. He goes, that's nothing to do with him. Because that's to do with players turning their back on him and chasing mm. up the pitch rather than making themselves available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's the absolute... You know, archetypal modern goalkeeper who's great with the ball at his feet and also great at keeping shots out. So, if Allison's worth 62, what's uh, Jordan worth now? Priceless. Yeah. yeah. We, do, we just don't sell them. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, not accepting any offers. No, no, definitely. They've been riot. I think that's one place you think is safe. I mean, the, the, only, the only thing there is backup, isn't it? Which you've spoken about already. So, yeah. uh, now I think uh, I'd be, it's just be interesting to see how it goes for him this yeah. year. Well, we're going to finish on a high because uh, Jordan has been an absolute spectacular success this World Cup tournament. We've got a couple of games to come in the next few days. We'll be back with you very, very soon, reflecting on them. But for the time being, we'll uh, speak to you next time. Goodbye. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.